wisdom is that wisdom gives you a relationship with God when you seek after wisdom you will find the true and living God look what it says then verse 5 if you get at it then you will understand the fear of the Lord which we found out last week was the beginning of wisdom and was the beginning of knowledge and find the knowledge of God why because God gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding Like any loving parent, God wants you to have the best life you can. He knows that you'll be blessed when wisdom guides your actions. But as Pastor Daniel shares today, the ultimate value of wisdom is that it points you to your need for God. Because of your sinful nature, you don't see or think clearly. You need God's help to apply what you know to be good and right to how you live your life because you can't do it on your own. Here's Pastor Daniel in the book of Proverbs chapter 1 as he continues his message, The Way of Wisdom. The problem with the perpetual rejection of the things of God is that at some point God gives you over to what you want and God's judgment is actually sending you on your own way and saying, okay, go have it. Have at it. Go. How many of us are living that right now? Because I realize, I'm talking to church right now. So I think there's some of you here, it's way out there. You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're way off the rails and you need to come to Jesus. And you need to do it today. Because God's wisdom is that you get forgiven by him and you get filled with the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, you cannot ever dream of being the person that God created you to be. You need to come to Jesus. But listen, <laughs> praise God. But for most of us here, you're Christians. And what that means is the... A lot of the really far out there stuff, maybe you don't do. But how many of us are rejecting God's wisdom in the little things? It's not the far out things, but it's like the bitterness, the judgmentalism, the, the gossipiness, all that stuff. The things that when you do it one time, you feel God's check. You do it another time, you feel God's check. And then after time, you just give your, you just given over to it. You don't even feel a check anymore. Because sin is like leprosy. It slowly deadens the nerves. Rather than looking out, we need to look in. We need to say, Holy Spirit, shine your light on me. Where is there a rejection of God's wisdom that now I'm not even feeling convicted about doing that thing? I just do it. If that's you, you need to come back and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, soften my heart. Lord, my heart has gotten hard. I am given over to rebellion against you, and I've rejected your wisdom, Lord, and I want to come back. Make me fresh and new again. Notice this. Verse 31, therefore they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with the full of their family. He's like, look, when you reject wisdom long of God give you, you can have it all. It's like in the book of Numbers. Remember when they wanted quail in the desert? And he sent so much quail that it was literally, it was coming out their nose. They were gagging on it. In the Hebrew, kibroth hata avah, the graves of lust. They got what they wanted and it was literally choking them to death. That's what happens when God gives you over. But notice, verse 33, you guys know I love it when the but is in the Bible. I love the buts of the Bible. So it's good. Write that down. The buts of the Bible are great. They are because the but, it's a, 
you sinners. The but's a contrasting word. It's a word, it's this, but now here's the other side of the coin. See, the rejection of wisdom is bad, but, verse 33, whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. That word secure literally means to be at ease. See, when you and I don't reject the wisdom of God, but we embrace it, now God places us, so to speak, on a lazy boy of comfort because we know that we are honoring the Lord in our lives. And it doesn't make us lazy. It's just a comfortable place to be. There is safety and there is security in the Lord when we heed his wisdom rather than reject his wisdom. Oftentimes, our peace of mind, if our hearts are sensitive to the spirit, our peace of mind is a great indicator of how we're doing. You know, you know the thing, no Jesus, no peace, you know, with the K-N-O-W, and then no Jesus, N-O, Jesus, no peace. It's, it's a bumper. It's true, though. Not only is it personally in our relationship with God, but even as we're walking with Jesus, sometimes you just got to follow God's peace. You go to do something, like, I don't have a peace about that. Why well, don't I have a peace about that? And God's doing the work. See, God wants us to be able to rest in him, to have our hope in him. Now, as we move into chapter 2, we've already seen the call of wisdom, and we've seen the rejection of wisdom. Now, as we move into chapter 2, now we have the value of wisdom. The value of wisdom. We're going to see this. This is powerful. The value of wisdom. Look what it says, chapter 2, verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. This shows us the value of wisdom. Now, notice first, in the beginning of this chapter, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, we're reminded again that the book of Proverbs records the loving father's wise counsel to his family. The idea is a loving dad's like, look, I love you and I want you to know this. And so it's a reminder that this is about God's heart of love for you and I who wants the best for us. Any parent just wants their kids to get it, right? Good, good information. The right things. I love it. You know, it says in, in, in one of John's letters, one of the smallest, I love it when my children walk in what? The truth and be in health. It's a powerful thing. Any parent wants their kids to do good, to do well, to blossom. And the book of Proverbs and God's tweets, this wisdom is about the heart of God so that we would know which way. Now, the value of wisdom. First, I want you to notice how that value is, how that wisdom is derived. Things like if you treasure, if you receive my words, you receive it. You treasure my commands within you. That's 
Not only do you receive it, but you value it highly. You incline your ear to wisdom. You apply your heart to understanding. Notice, if you cry out, that speaks of a passionate request for discernment, and you lift up your voice for understanding. You're requesting understanding, and you seek her as silver, and you search for her as hidden treasure. Now, notice this. To attain wisdom requires a rigid discipline and an intention for it. All those different verbs speaks of a whole life that is inclined to learn of God. I think too many of us, because we know that the Bible says we are saved by grace apart from works, we think that we're going to grow spiritually by osmosis. Like, I'm saved by grace, and so now I'm just going to sit here, and it's all going to happen. No, you need to get at it. It's not that we grow by works, but if you're not passionate about growing, if you're not inclining your ears, if you're not searching for wisdom, you're not just going to get deep by owning a book. You have to read the book. Not only read it, but you have to think about it and pray through it. It's amazing how many people believe in Jesus, and they feel like my Christian life isn't what it could be, but they they don't pray, they don't ever spend time serving anybody, and they never read God's words. It's like, well... So you love Jesus, but you're not doing anything. The Women's World Cup is going to play in the final. Nobody makes it into professional soccer by never practicing dribbling or shooting or doing conditioning drills. See, if you're here and you're born again, then the potential for God's life is placed in you by natural giftings and the presence of the Holy Spirit. But you need to do something for those things to be in action in the world. Too many of us, we're not like Proverbs chapter 2. We're not like somebody who is attaining wisdom because we're absolutely not doing anything. We're not, like, you can't hope to know God and know God's plan for your life if you never talk to God. If you never say, well, you know, I'm reading the word that he has given me. It's like you can never be good at your job if you punch in late, you punch out early. You don't listen to the people who are saying, hey, in order to do your job, we have to do this thing. Like, if you don't do something about that, your job isn't going to be there. And I think for too many of us, we kind of have this laissez-faire view of our lives when this example of the value of wisdom, somebody who has wisdom, is they're getting at it. They're searching after wisdom like a hidden treasure. This is like you know, national treasure, Nicolas Cage thing to the hilt for wisdom. Are you getting at a life in Christ? Are you saying, look, I want to grow. I want to be a child of God. I want to walk in the spirit. That's just not going to happen by being like, yeah, man, that sounds fun. Hey, so look at that. What's up, boy? There's a discipline to it. Are you passionate about the things of God? But notice what the value of wisdom is, because... For the person who is disciplined and intentional, who wants at this thing, notice the value of wisdom is that wisdom gives you a relationship with God. When you seek after wisdom, you will find the true and living God. Look at what it says. Then, verse 5, if you get at it, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, which we found out last week was the beginning of wisdom and was the beginning of knowledge. 
and find the knowledge of God. Why? Because God gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. See, if you seek after wisdom, you will come to know the true and living God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. Because wisdom drives you to the reality that I need a savior and that savior has been provided for me, Jesus. And in order to live God's life, I need the helper, God's Holy Spirit to enliven the life of God deep in me. Look at the benefits and the value of wisdom here. It's powerful. Look at it. There's wisdom, verse 6. God, the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright, those who's straight, who honors the Lord, who's straight up. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. A shield that speaks of God's protection. He guards the paths of justice and he preserves the way of the saints. Think about that. God's path of what is just, the way things ought to be. He guards it and there is preservation for the way of his saints. And notice verse 9. Then you will understand righteousness, justice, equity or equality and every good path. See, the value of wisdom is that wisdom gives us a relationship with God. And when we have a relationship with God, then we'll know what righteousness is, rightness, what true equality is, what the right path is. All of it comes from a relationship with God. The value of wisdom is it drives us right into the arms of our creator and sustainer God. Do you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? That's what wisdom will get you. And if you're here and you're a believer, listen, because you're saved, now you say, God, I want more wisdom because our relationship with God are deepened. How many people have been married and they're married for a long time, but their relationship isn't deep? It's a business relationship. He plays her, his roles, she plays her roles. But really, and I think it was Charles Spurgeon who said this, we shouldn't count Christians, we should weigh them. Because really, if you're a believer, you want to be deepened. You want your life in God to be deeper, more weighty. When was the last time you spiritually weighed yourself? God's desire for us is for us to go deeper, that we would know and walk in wisdom. So we have the call of wisdom. We have the rejection of wisdom. Here we have the value of wisdom. And to close verses 10 to 22 of chapter 2, we get the benefits of wisdom. The benefits of wisdom. Look at what it says, verse 10. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the path of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in perversity of the wicked, those whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, 
from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Now notice the benefits of wisdom. In verses 10 to 12, we get the benefit of wisdom. And then you also get it again back in verses 20 to 22. So it's kind of like bookends, the benefits. And then in the middle of it, you have the protections of wisdom. One of the benefits of wisdom is protection. First, you have the protection from evil men, a guy who's shady, and then protection from the evil woman. And in this case, it's a woman who is sexually immoral and tempting. So the idea is, is that you have this, these bookends, these benefits of what you get, and then one of the benefits is protection. And when you have protection from evil guys and protection from evil women, then you have protection from evil people. Does that make sense? So you have the, all these benefits, and in the middle we have protection. Now notice what it says first. When wisdom enters your heart, verse 10, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. When was the last time you said, Lord, give me discretion? I don't think I've ever heard a pastor preach a sermon on discretion. What is discretion? The word in it is the word discern. It's the the ability to be able to differentiate between two different paths. How much do we need discernment today? So many of us, we have... We're the right person in the right place, and it's the wrong time, and we don't realize it, right? See, discernment tells us to different. Is it the right time for this? Is it the wrong time for this? Or is it the wrong time for this? Or is it the right thing or the wrong thing? See, in any piece of wisdom, there's a number of variables that are at play. And we need the ability to discern, to decide between two different possibilities and to do a good job at it. It's amazing how often we get the wrong thing and we don't discern where it's coming from. I just had an experience recently. I I met a woman who had been at Crossroads for a while and as some of the changes were going on, she left, you know, and she said to me, and, and, and I said, hey, it's great to see you. Welcome back. And she said, yeah, you know, she's like, when you first took over, there was a bunch of changes going on and, and there were some people who were very unhappy about it and I, they talked to me a whole lot and so I left. And I said, okay, and and not everybody who leaves leaves for the wrong reasons, but she's like, but I left. And then I realized over time that the way that they were talking, they they want you to fail. And I thought to myself, why would somebody want another brother to fail? And she realized, she's like, it was the wrong information from the wrong heart. Now, not everybody's that way. And, you know what I mean? But it's like, oftentimes we get really lousy advice from people who are good people, but their heart's in the wrong spot. I mean, have you ever given advice when your heart was in the wrong spot? Yeah. See, discernment is the ability to see what the differences are. To say, hey, this is a person who I know and I've known for a long time, but right now they're in a bad spot. And And I love them, but I don't know that I should heed their advice because they're in the wrong spot right now. 
See, we need discernment because life is a lot of gray areas, isn't there? Sometimes you have the right idea and it's the absolute wrong time. Sometimes you have the wrong idea and it's always the wrong time. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have the right idea and it's the right heart, but, or it's the right time, but your heart is wrong. And you know what it's like when you have the right thing and it's the exact right time and you go in it with the wrong heart? You know how that goes. See, discernment is the ability to be able to tell the differences. And doesn't that take a good bit of spiritual maturity and self-discipline to be able to figure out are all the things in the right spot? See, one of the benefits of wisdom is this discretion. Notice what it says. So not only do you have this, the benefit of wisdom, which is discretion, but now you have one of the benefits of wisdom is protection. First from the evil dude. Right? And it says, verse 12, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the path of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their path. So now you have somebody who is clearly evil who encourages you to take a road. You need the benefits of wisdom to say, I don't know that I should follow that person. And I think all of us have people like that in our life. People who maybe they're not horrible people, but their motivations are wrong. And so who you receive advice from, you need to check their credentials. That's what I always learn. Like, you don't, if you're taking advice from someone who you, like, there's nothing better than someone gives marital advice, and you're like, I don't want my marriage to be anything like yours. You guys are always mad at each other. You're always posting up on Facebook about how lousy your spouse is. Oh, you're going to make a great marriage counselor. The proof's in the pudding, right? You want to see someone's life and say, I want my life to be like that. someone I can learn from. You got to ask them because wisdom protects you from following someone who's got all the wrong piece of advice because all their reasoning is wrong. That's the first side of it. But not only protection from the evil encouragement from a guy. Now, in the second part of this, you get protection from an evil woman, verse 16 to verse 19. Now, this is speaking about a woman who is an adulteress or a prostitute, which was very common in your Bibles, just the way it's common today. Although the difference is, is our culture is much more sex crazed in its way it's designed. And so sexuality and sensuality and provocation or women being provocative, just as men. It's very, very common today. And we need to let the Bible speak because right here, my friends, the Bible speaks with some teeth. Notice what it says. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. Notice this. For her house leads down to what? to death, and her paths to the what? To the dead. Jesus is real. Just as athletes have to work hard and train to develop the skills that help them win, you also have to strive to gain wisdom. As he finished up in this study of Proverbs 2, Pastor Daniel encouraged you to spend time reading the Bible thinking and praying about what God shows you. You learn that you should ask God to give you the discernment you need to know how to apply what you learned in your daily life. 
Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus is Real Radio, and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus is Real Radio at 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. Thanks for joining us today for Jesus is Real Radio. Hey, I wanted to remind you that each day on Facebook, Pastor Daniel shares a simple two-minute message. In this message, Pastor Daniel draws out an important biblical truth that really helps set your day on the right path. So be sure to follow Pastor Daniel Fusco on Facebook and share these two-minute messages with your friends and family. Join us again here on Jesus is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel gives you several gems of wisdom that will transform your life. You'll hear that everything you see and experience finds a permanent place in your heart and mind. You can't change what's already there, but you can choose to fill your heart with good things from here on out. God wants your heart's tattoos to honor him and bring blessing to your life. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through his series called God's Tweets. That's next time on Jesus is Real Radio.